Pepsi. Pepsi? Not sponsored by a fairy tale. <laughs> How crazy would that be, man? Someday. I mean, if we dream big. Pepsi, I will take your money. I will become a Pepsi person in exchange for money. You know, I really like Diet Pepsi because it reminds me because my dad used to drink Diet Pepsi. So mm-hmm. every time I take a sip of Diet Pepsi, it, it just takes you back. Yeah. takes you like, back to childhood. Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> Which it's not like I, like, I don't think the soda actually tastes that great, but like the memory is good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if everybody knows this, but we have a Discord channel. Um, so if you're on Discord, yeah. you can actually be part of the conversation and talk to some people about fairy tale fix. And I really loved Coogs the other day. It was like, <laughs> or last night, I think it was. <laughs> He's like, I love it when Kelsey makes Abby laugh unwillingly. <laughs> and then it just followed by like a few minutes of laughing. <laughs> and that made me laugh because I was like, that's pretty much the whole podcast. I feel like is just us giggling. <laughs> yeah. And then we just kind of <laughs> intersperse it with like sentences about witches and stuff but and dustin's like and i cut a lot of the giggling he does cut a lot of the giggling out (laughs) believe it or not that made me laugh so much i was just like enjoying that conversation oh god i'm glad other people are enjoying it (laughs) we're glad that you're getting a lot out of it coogs yeah thank and thanks for for listening like yeah yeah. and for talking to us yeah, if you want to join us on the Discord, it's it's the Discord for the for our entire production company is the Fantastic Worlds Productions Discord, and there is a channel in there for Fairy Tale Fix. We're not quite big enough to like splinter off and do our own. Yet, yeah, I'll post it on like someday. our Twitter and Facebook page later, just so mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of that conversation and we talk about some fun stuff. It's a great group. I love yeah. everybody in there. Like, yeah, come join us over there. It's so much fun. So I've been enjoying that. I'm not on it as much as I should. I will try. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just fun. Like, if you just got a little thing to say, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of cool nerds in there. If you have like your own, it's a great place to like sh- give us your listener tales if you've got them or just or just a chat. Like, Yeah, we got an amazing, <laughs> we have it. We got an amazing email the other day. We did. We did get an incredible email. I think it's my favorite one that we've gotten so far. Me too. And it was the entire, uh, the entire message was in the subject line, which Mm -hmm. is my favorite thing. And it's, uh, it's from Loretta and Loretta, we love you. Thank you so much for sending this. (laughs) She said, I am your most like fave fan. I love you guys. Please make more. My name is Loretta. Please give me a shout out. Loretta, this is your shout out. We love you too. We love you. Thank you so You're much. You're the for best. Us. <laughs> Thanks for loving our show. Thank you for emailing us. <laughs> yes. Thank you for talking to us. No lie. Uh, any talking to us, any amount of talking to us, we mm-hmm. we love it so much. Yeah, that just made my whole day. I was so happy when I read that. So thank you for Me too. the message and 
Yeah. If you ever, ever have anything, I mean, we just love hearing from anybody. Yeah. Come hang out with us on the Discord. Keep talking to us, Loretta. In particular, I'm talking to you. We'll link it in the show notes. Absolutely. Kelsey will link it in the show notes. I don't know if you had like something you wanted to talk about at the top of the episode. I kind of just want to get into it because I'm so excited. (laughs) So Abby and I kind of planned what fairy tale we're doing next. Mm -hmm. And it's one that we both really love. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one that we have definitely referenced a lot in the show and we've referenced it to each other, I guess, a lot just because it's one of our favorites. Yes. But it's also, I feel like, one of the fairy tales that kind of started the podcast idea. Like, so, you know, way back when I was like, oh, we should we should start a podcast. We could totally do that. It'd be great. Back when we were, I think, trying to figure out topics and subjects, I guess, Mm -hmm. I was really late to podcasting. I didn't discover podcasts until... (laughs) way later and i was like we should start a podcast (laughs) everyone should start one this is so great i was so excited about it (laughs) yeah this is definitely one of the fairy tales that hands down inspired us to Mm -hmm. to want to want to do a podcast about fairy tales in particular because you know there there we 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 could cover a lot of topics we have a wealth of of passions and interests and opinions but yeah. fairy tales in particular our our love for them is heavily based off of this fairy tale mm-hmm. which is the wonderful shirt which we definitely have referenced it before especially in episode 1 when we were talking about how we were going to be hunting for perfect fairy tales if such things exist mm-hmm. and i said well i mean we already have one the wonderful shirt yep because it is a perfect fairy tale. <laughs> it's a perfect fairy tale. I I read it again today uh, as prep for the show. And yeah, once again, um, no edits. It's perfect. It's got everything I love about fairy tales in between its pages. It's the best. It's the best one. It's so good. It's um, it's in A Choice of Magic by Ruth Manning Sanders. Mm-hmm. It's also in um, that book of a book of Russian fairy tales that I bought that we've <gasps> is done. It really? Oh yeah, it is. It's in um, it's in Russian fairy tales by Alexander Afanasyev. So this is one of those stories that you read and you're like, I want more information on this. So you mm-hmm. like, you know, internet search it and you get nothing. 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 Nothing at all. I I looked at I, I try because I tried again today with a bunch of different other keywords, but mm-hmm. all I get is a bunch of advertisements for wonderful Russian shirts. <laughs> I, I, I see it's still I'm I like I'm not mad and I might have bought some, but there's a lot of great <laughs> there's a lot of great shirts out there, but none of them is this story or information about how old this story might Mm be or anything else aside from the fact that it's from the Russia, Ukraine area. (laughs) And oh, it's sorry. It's called the magic shirt in. Oh, okay. In Alexander Afanasov's book. It's pretty much the same. It's a lot shorter. It's so much shorter. It is only. um, No, it it took out so much of the detail that Ruth Manning Sanders added to her version. So obviously Ruth Manning Sanders version is the version. It's the better one. No offense to, no offense to Alexander, the actual Russian person. We're not, you know, telling him he did it. He did his own story wrong, except I kind of am because Ruth Manning Sanders (laughs) made it so much better. (laughs) It's so good. 
Is A Choice of Magic going to be on like for reprint? Are they reprinting that book? I don't know. That sounds like a really good question for um, Mab Media. I, I don't. We should write them. Okay. We'll have to find out because people need to buy that book because it is so they good. Do. Like It's just one of those tales. There are so many in A Choice of Magic. We mentioned this before that just they're not on the internet. You can't just find these fairy tales. And they're so good. They're mm-hmm. They're better than, you know, the fairy tales that you're used to, I feel like. I feel yeah, like and, anyway. and definitely more <laughs> embellished because mm-hmm. you find you you can find versions of these in a lot of other places, but but these are are written to be read out loud. Yeah, um, that's the best part about them. I love. Um, I was telling Adam this morning, like I love Ruth Manning Sanders because she'll like write it in a way where it's like she asks a question like. And what did you think he do? Did he want to give that thing back? No, he did not. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because you're also supposed to pause and let any children that or whoever that you're reading to go. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, like that's <laughs> right. He didn't. <laughs> I also love that. Oh ho, oh ho! <laughs> like it's it's brilliant. It's so it's so wonderful. And hey, I love presto. this story. Hey, oh my gosh! Okay, presto. <laughs> <laughs> and our other favorite line in, in all stories across all time, which we will get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're like talking about. And I'm so excited. God, I'm so excited. I just wanted to say that this is probably going to sound a little different to everyone because this is a story that Kelsey and I know well. It's going to be a bit different uh, in terms of... Yes. <laughs> how we talk about it and how familiar each of us are. Cause as we said, this is the story that inspired the podcast. We mm-hmm. both love the story a lot and are very familiar with it. <laughs> um, so just, no you predictions, know, definitely yeah, no fixes. <laughs> we're not doing predictions. We're not doing fixes. We're just telling you the greatest story of all time. You're welcome. You're welcome. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> this, is we promise. <laughs> this is our contribution to the planet earth that was already contributed to the planet earth by the people of Russia. <laughs> but we're contributing again. We're recontributing it because you can't find it anywhere mm-hmm. online. So, and you just need to know the story. So, <laughs> Uh, we'll we, we'll be back to our usual shenanigans mm-hmm. um, with Kelsey's story at the end of this episode and in future episodes. But just sit sit tight, enjoy while Kelsey and I just vibe hard with mm-hmm. this We're story we love so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also say I love stories where the main character is Ivan. I love that name. Me too. And I love that Ivans always have a lot to learn in these stories. They do. And they're almost always kind of like simple guys. Like they're not mm-hmm. really thinking about it too hard. He's a simple lad. Yeah. The best kind, I the think. The best kind of simple lad. Mm-hmm. And I I love it. Wouldn't change a thing. So I think we're just going to get into it. It's a long one. I, I feel like I had more to say about this story as a preface, but I, I'm sure I'm sure we'll think of more things to say as we get into it. Okay. So this is The Wonderful Shirt by Ruth Manning Sanders and Alexander Afanasyev and and in general, just sort of like the people of Russia and Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so good. It begins. 
There was a lad called Ivan who went to be a soldier, and on his birthday, his granddad sent him a hundred rubles. And Ivan was stoked. He, he got that gold, baby. He got that gold, baby. <laughs> he danced and shouted and told all of his fellow soldiers, tonight, oh, won't we have a feast? And then they all begin to dance and shout and yell, a feast, a feast. Oh, won't we have a feast? Well, who should come along but their field marshal? And if there's a mean, stingy man on earth, it's that field marshal. It's that field marshal. It's that, that field one. marshal in particular. <laughs> Attention! What's all this noise about? Yells the field marshal. And so Ivan tells him about the hundred rubles and the field marshal hums and haws and grins at him and goes, oh my gosh, I mean, now that you mention it, I am just now in need of a hundred rubles myself. So if you'll put off your feast for like a week and lend me the money, I will give it back to you with interest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ivan, you know, he's he's a simple guy. Trusting. Mm-hmm. Good old Ivan. <laughs> Good old Ivan. He doesn't want to put off his feast, but he figures, you know, it's not wise to go against your field marshal. So he hands over his hundred rubles. A week goes by. The field marshal hasn't paid back that money. Another week goes by, and Ivan dawdles in the field marshal's way. He clears his throat. <clears throat> As the field marshal <laughs> passes him by, his eyes are anywhere but on our friend Ivan. <gasps> I know. Scoundrel. <laughs> Scoundrel. I mean, but also, like, that's just like when you borrow anything from anyone and you've forgotten to give it back to them. You, you <laughs> Do anything but look them in the eye. I promise Relatable. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going through my bookshelf and I've got a couple of books that I like borrowed from a professor in college that I <laughs> gave back. <laughs> I'm sure Dizzy's fine with it. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he doesn't miss them. Anyway, but that's not what's going on here. A third week goes by. Can the field marshal have forgotten about those hundred rubles? Well, then Ivan must remind him. He walks up to the field marshal, stands straight in front of him, and salutes. If you please, sir. The field marshal scowls at him. Well, what is it? What is it? If you please, sir, may I have my hundred rubles? Your your hundred rubles? What hundred rubles? The the, the hundred rubles I let you. <laughs> I have no, no memory of the hundred rubles. What what are you saying, scoundrel? I know nothing of your hundred rubles. Be off with you. Oh shit. Oh shit, you shysty bastard. <laughs> but Ivan won't be off with him. He wants mm-hmm. his money. Oh, does he want it? He begs and he prays the field marshal to let him have it. So then the field marshal turns purple in the face and begins to shout and scream. He accuses Ivan of going about to abuse him with a made-up tale. Bastard. Bastard. (laughs) Just trying to cover up his own bullshit. Mm -hmm. I've also done this to my sister. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea (laughs) what shoes you're talking about. It's fine. She's also done it to me. So we're we're square. We're even. But he's not Ivan's brother, so he can't get away with it. It's it's uncool. I also really like that so far you're relating more to the field marshal than anyone. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying that I forget to give people their stuff back a lot. And that in certain cases, 
I also weaponize other people's forgetfulness against them. (laughs) And by in certain cases, I mean my sister. So it's fine. (laughs) It's fine, right, Maddie? It's totally fine. I'm sure she would say. I'm sure she'd say that. (laughs) But I don't empathize with the field marshal. He's a bad man. And we're about to find out exactly how bad he is. A hundred rubles, yells the field marshal. It's a hundred lashes you shall get, my man. One lash for each ruble. So there's poor Ivan with his back over a form being given a hundred lashes whilst the field marshal looks on and grins. And oh, but Ivan's back was sore. And oh, but Ivan was angry. Mm -hmm. As soon as they let him go, he walked out of the camp, walked, walked, walked till he came to a dark forest. And there he sat down under a tree and sulked. Oh, poor Ivan. I know. The book says sulk as if he doesn't have anything to be upset about. (laughs) He's got every right to sulk about this. And he vows that he will never go back to the army. Never, never. Well, he hadn't been sitting there long when a dragon came flying through the forest and lighted on the ground beside him. The dream. The dream. (laughs) The absolute dream. The dream. The best. It's what we all want. Where are they? Can I be Ivan in this scenario please no because i want to be ivan in this scenario (laughs) i guess we'll have to share we'll both be ivan can we both be ivan please thanks thanks can we just get fed up with our jobs like walk off and then yes let's just go find a deep dark forest and just sit there until a dragon finds us i'm 100 Mm -hmm. on board i'm not even kidding (laughs) i'm gonna do it tomorrow (laughs) it's gonna happen who are you says the dragon what are you doing here and where are you going So Ivan told him all about the hundred rubles and the field marshal and the hundred lashes and the dragon was most sympathetic. Tell you what, says the dragon, you hire yourself out to me for three years. I don't mind if I do, said (laughs) Ivan. So he climbs onto the dragon's back and the dragon takes him back to his palace uh, and takes him to his hearth where there's a great fire and a big black cauldron hanging on a crook over the fire. And the dragon says, that's my porridge pot. I'm going away for three years. What you have to do is keep the fire going and the porridge simmering so that when I come back, it may be well cooked. You'll find food and drink in the larder. Help yourself to anything you fancy. I mean, that sounds like a sweet job. It sounds sounds like the easiest job ever. Also, do you think after three years of simmering that porridge, like, wouldn't it just be done? It would be gone. I think that it would be boiled down to nothing at at three years. But I mean, you know, I mean, is it is it porridge or is it? <laughs> it's magic dragon porridge. Is it magic dragon porridge? Is it you know rendered man? Who knows? Hmm. Uh, who knows what dragons consider porridge? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not your ordinary porridge it's i don't think it's your ordinary porridge (laughs) but anyway uh it's a really easy job ivan just finds great stacks of wood out in the palace yard that he just has to drag in whenever he needs a fresh supply and from (laughs) time to time he rakes the ashes out from under the fire he has to drag in yeah uh uh, 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 (laughs) sorry (laughs) 
cut that out. <laughs> no, leave it in. It's it's the content. It's the content the people are here for. <laughs> so he keeps the porridge hot and simmering. And at the end of the three years, the dragon comes flying back into the kitchen and says, well, soldier, is the porridge ready cooked? It should be ready cooked, says Ivan. The fire hasn't gone out under it for three whole years. Good, says the dragon. And he lifts down the cauldron from its crook over the fire, tips it over his snout, and swallows down the porridge, all boiling as it was. Mm. And the dragon is pleased with it. Seems to taste pretty good. He wipes um, his mouth with a clawed foot and tells Ivan, now I'm going to sleep for three days and three nights. Meantime, amuse yourself, friend, and when I wake, we'll have a little talk. Then the dragon lay down on the kitchen floor, laid his great head down on his front feet, and wrapped his tail over his snout, and in less than no time was asleep and snoring. Oh, well, thinks Ivan, give me dragons before field marshals every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> field marshals suck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. Because <laughs> like it, like it happens so often that it's every time <laughs> every time <laughs> every, every all one field marshal that he's <laughs> met and all one dragon <laughs> he also thinks this dragon is pretty dope mm -hmm. after three days and three nights the dragon wakes up he's alert and fussing around the kitchen pouring fresh water into the cauldron and dropping in the oatmeal so must have some porridge. It, yeah, no, I mean, you know, the quote unquote, oatmeal. the oatmeal. <laughs> Whatever that is. The oatmeal. <laughs> I must be off now for another three years, says he. Are you content to stay in my service, soldier? Ivan says, yes. The dragon says, you won't regret it. But mind you keep the fire going and the pot boiling. And Ivan says, you can trust me. So the dragon flies off, and the next three years were like the past three years, with Ivan bringing in fuel, raking out the ashes, and keeping the porridge simmering. And at the end of the three years, the dragon comes back, praises Ivan, swallows down the porridge, and sleeps for another three days and three nights. So it's been six years at this point. I just want to know what that dragon is doing. <laughs> like... <laughs> So maybe the only fix for the story is our is our kind of some of our usual fix with like, mm -hmm. can we get a companion novel? What if this dragon has like other people boiling other porridge in different areas all over? He's got he's got bros in different area codes. <laughs> Bro, that was the <laughs> lamest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's got bros in different area codes. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it was almost as good as your dragon pun. <laughs> well, oh, gosh. Oh, boy. But yes, I would also like to know. Mm -hmm. More back he's doing please. for three years. Please yeah. And thanks. Ivan, I guess, is just kind of like chilling, reading, you know, eating whatever he wants. I imagine you know, it's on like a mountain. And there's like a little mountain town that he goes into every now and then. And, you know, he oh, hangs cute. out at a pub and all of the, you know, everybody knows him there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hello, Ivan's here. Hey. Uh, Ivan. Hey, what do you do? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just up in the mountain. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when the dragon wakes up this from this second sleep, he engages Ivan to serve him for another three years. And he says nothing about wages, but Ivan doesn't trouble his head about it. He's happy, you know? Aww. This is a pretty good life for Ivan. Yeah. So the dragon flies off for the third time. Ivan keeps the fire going. And as the days pass and the weeks pass and the months pass and the years, and just as the third year is drawing to an end, one evening as Ivan sits watching the flames flickering on the hearth, he says to himself, well, now hang it all. I live nine years with the dragon. All that time, I keep his porridge cooking, and never have I so much have had a lick of the porridge myself. It's high time I tasted it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's he's earned some benefits at this point. I mean, he has a lot of benefits with this job because so this far there's job no is pay. All benefit. There's no <laughs> wage. That's all benefit. <laughs> he gets free rent, uh-huh. free food. Uh huh. And I mean, I guess that's it. I don't know what mm-hmm. else he does in his he life. Do, he doesn't get anything else. <laughs> Maybe he goes to that mountainside pub. But yep. <laughs> I mean, left left the heck alone is, I think, the mm-hmm. the major benefit here. So Ivan stands up and he lifts the lid off the cauldron. And I can tell you he got the surprise of his life for who should be sitting in the pot but the field marshal. The field marshal! <laughs> <laughs> that bastard. That bastard. <laughs> that the dragon. I, so I think by I think my initial theory that it, like porridge, <laughs> dragon porridge is really just like rendered man fat. Uh-huh. It's accurate. Does it still look like the field marshal? Yeah, like, apparently. I have so I have so many questions. Has it I I like I mean I do too. How did the field marshal get in there without Ivan noticing? It has the dragon just been consuming all of Ivan's enemies for the past like nine years. And I love to think that. Yeah, just right. All but of like Ivan's the first enemies. two cauldrons were like the guy like maybe the kid who bullied him in school and <laughs> This dragon, it's really just a metaphor for Ivan's anger and rage and revenge. (laughs) And does Ivan feel bad about having selected, the (laughs) having chosen someone for death? No. Hell no. Oh, ho, says Ivan. Oh, ho, very good, my friend. I'll work extra hard for you, my little friend. (laughs) I'll thank you for your hundred lashes. And he claps the lid on the cauldron, piles wood on the fire till the flames leap and the fire roars, and the lid of the cauldron bounces up and down with the steam rushing out of it. (laughs) Bye, bitch. Bye. (laughs) And whatever was in that pot was soon melted to a jelly. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I don't think Ivan took a took a taste. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'm glad he looked before he just went for it. <laughs> just before he just like stuck a spoon in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at the end of the three years, the dragon comes back. Soldier, is the porridge cooked? It should be, said Ivan. Best taste in sea. The dragon unhooks the cauldron, tips it over his snout, and gulps down the porridge. Soldier, says he, wiping his snout with a clawed foot. The (laughs) porridge was good before, but this porridge beats all. There was never better porridge cooked in all the world. Again, heavy quotation marks around porridge. (laughs) So what's the opposite of it was made with love? It was made with rage. (laughs) It was made with rage. It was made. At least to a dragon, it tastes 
better this way. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is how you want it made. It has mm-hmm. to be burned not only in fire, but also in like the fiery <laughs> flames of vengeance that exist at the heart of this man. It gives it an extra little saltiness. Mm, little zip to it. <laughs> A little zip. <laughs> It gives it that pow. Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's what really and if you think about it, that's what gives life its spice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not love. Justice. <laughs> justice. I like that. That's better. I was gonna say revenge. <laughs> I mean revenge, revenge is tasty, but it, it 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 it's especially good when it comes paired with justice. This is also a Russian fairy tale, just to remind mm-hmm. everyone. Can you tell? (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. But it just gets better. It just keeps getting better, friends. So Ivan says, glad you liked it. And the dragon says, like it. Like isn't the word. But you shan't be my servant any longer, Ivan. Waiting on an old dragon's not good enough for a lad such as you. You must go out into the world and find your fortune. So before I sleep, come with me and I'll give you your wages. Ugh, I just love this dragons. Why won't a dragon hire me? That's <laughs> what I want. I just want to live alone on a mountain watching porridge for nine years. That sounds- yes, that sounds perfect. That sounds like all I've ever wanted. <laughs> In fact, I probably wouldn't leave the dragon at this point, but go on. <laughs> no, I mean, why would you? But anyway. <laughs> but because the dragon is a good mentor in addition to a job creator, he he yes. wants you to reach your full potential. And so he won't just let you coast with him forever. Mm-hmm. You know, once you've really maximized everything he has to give you. This is really the kind of boss that you should be looking for. Exactly. I'm not even like, no lie. This is exactly the kind of boss that you should be looking for. <laughs> this is probably why we love this story so much. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> So the dragon takes Ivan to a barn behind the palace, and in the barn, a plain white shirt is hanging on a peg, and a white horse is munching oats. The dragon takes the shirt from the peg and says, here are half your wages. It's a plain white shirt, such as one might buy anywhere for a ruble. It doesn't seem like much reward for nine years' work, but Ivan takes the shirt and says thank you. But he must not look too pleased. Must be showing on his face because the dragon says, Aha, think I'm an old skinflint, do you? Think I'm trying to get the better of you? I'll tell you something, young fellow. There's no king in the world but would give his crown for such a shirt. It's a heroic mm-hmm. shirt. Put it on. You'll see. Ivan takes off his coat and he puts on the shirt. And heavens, what strength flows through him. He felt as if he could (laughs) lift the universe and spin it round on one finger. He felt he could toss barn, horse, dragon, and all up into the air and catch them again on the palm of his hand. And he was about to try when the dragon said, none of that, soldier. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Take it easy. Save save something for your enemies. (laughs) But I mean, the ones I haven't eaten already. Yeah. (laughs) For your upcoming enemies. Your upcoming enemies. (laughs) But now take this horse, the second half of your wages. He's a heroic horse. He will understand all that you say to him and answer wisely. He will serve you in peace. He will serve you in war and never weary. So up on his back, soldier, and be off with you. I shall keep an ear cocked for news of you as I fly around the world. 
I'm just now realizing this too. This is one of the first stories that I really don't feel like we need to seek too much justice for horses because this horse is respected. Exactly. That's another (laughs) reason why this story is the best. (laughs) No need to seek justice for horses. That's a great point. Spoiler alert, but I feel like that shouldn't be a spoiler, but in fairy tales, apparently it it is. is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert. is awesome. And this, like everybody knows it. And gets the respect he is due. Yes. Good horse. I love this horse. And the shirt, I guess. And the shirt, the shirt's cool. I read the story to Stephen earlier when I was reading it um, as prep for the show. I described the shirt to him and he was like, so he's on, he's on drugs now? Like- <laughs> <laughs> no, every, it was just all inside him. The whole it was time. All inside him the whole time. <laughs> the strength wasn't, no, this is really a dope ass shirt and everybody yeah. would want this shirt. I want the shirt. I want yeah. the horse more, but <gasps> yeah, I would take the, the- shirt. The horse. So Ivan thanks the dragon and rides away on the heroic horse. And if you know where we're going, my horse, I'm sure I don't, says Ivan. (laughs) And the horse says, where should we be going but to the king's city? And what shall we do when we get there, my horse? We shall enter the king's service and fight his enemies, to be sure. Her duh. Her duh. (laughs) God, I have to do everything for you. I want a horse just to tell me where I need to go and what Mm -hmm. I need to do all the time. That'd be great. Ivan's so lucky. So he yells and beat them all, feeling the heroic strength flow through him. And what then, Mary the princess? That's as may be, said the horse. Oh, this horse. So wise. It should be called the wonderful horse. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like the shirt's okay. But I feel, you know what? The only fix, the only fix for the story is it should be called the wonderful horse or the boss ass dragon or something. The boss ass dragon. Yes. Ah, the boss ass dragon. You know what? That's what we're going to call the the name of this episode. That's the title of this episode. It's the boss ass dragon. The boss ass dragon. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, like the shirts, the the shirts, the least wonderful part about it, but it's fine. It's fine. The Ivan enters the king's service, and the king being then at war, Ivan goes into battle for him. Did Ivan scatter the enemy? I tell you, he did. Yes. <laughs> Such was his heroic strength that none could withstand him. When he came back to the king's city, he was leading a whole troop of defeated generals in chains behind him. So Great. after that, I mean, the, the, the Ronnie from the Ronnie's Revenge should be proud of him. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. She would be all like, okay, 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 I see okay, you. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, the king couldn't make enough of Ivan. You shall be my heir and marry my only daughter, cried the king to Ivan. Didn't I tell you I should marry the princess, said Ivan to his heroic horse. That's as may be, the horse says again. Ah! <laughs> Well, the wedding day was fixed and all set in train for a grand ceremony. And it seemed to Ivan that he walked on air. He was so happy. The princess was beautiful. And it seemed to Ivan that he loved her with all his heart. He prattled away to her for hours, told her all his life story, told her about the hundred rubles and the field marshal and the dragon and the porridge and his (laughs) heroic shirt and his heroic horse. And the princess smiled and tried to look loving. 
She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no, go on. I'm, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Sweetheart. How could she not love this story? I don't know. It's the best story ever. She That's how sucks. we know she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know she's like the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I know she's a bitch. Oh my god, I'm absolutely dying. Because <laughs> you're so right, right? <laughs> How could you not be enthralled by this story? <laughs> she's distracted by petty shit. She doesn't love Ivan. She hates him, in fact, because he's a common soldier and she's a princess. And Boo. so she is determined not to marry him because she's a classist bitch. Mm-hmm. So there was a young man, a young count, whom the princess had long loved in secret. And when she next found the count alone, she took his hand and wept. What can we do to get rid of that horrible Ivan? Oh, not Ivan. Um, Ivan's the best. He's not horrible. A dragon loves him. So, you know, he's good. They're the epitome of... And if you'd been good listening taste. to the story, <laughs> what can we do to get rid of that horrible Ivan? She says to the count, and he whispers an answer, steal the heroic shirt. Tonight when Ivan sleeps, creep into his room, take the shirt and put a like one in its place and give the shirt to me. So the princess does just that. The count got the heroic shirt and put it on and Ivan, poor fool, put on the one the princess had left in its place, never guessing the difference because he is trusting and wonderful. No. True. He felt a bit dull and unheroic, you know? And he wondered why that should be. I I must have slept too long, he said to himself. <laughs> I'll take a walk out into the field to freshen up. Mm-hmm. And he walks out into the field, and who does he meet there but the Count? I have long wished to try a wrestling match with you, says the Count, bowing to him. <laughs> it would scarcely be fair, says Ivan, but as you please. <laughs> And he thinks to himself, I will put forth but a fraction of my strength. I will let the silly fellow off lightly. Because mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Yeah. So they begin to wrestle. Ah, oh, what's this? The Count has Ivan in a grasp of iron. Ivan feels like a poor, weak little rabbit crushed in the coils of a boa constrictor. The Count crushes Ivan's bones in his heroic grips, lifts him off his feet, and flings him high, high over his head. Ivan crashes to the ground and lies still. Yes, <gasps> Ivan is dead. No. 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 I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's still very upsetting. Poor Ivan. Mm-hmm. I know. Baby. <laughs> I know. The Count runs to where he lies, flips his fingers in Ivan's face, and laughs. So much for you, common soldier, who would steal my princess from me. Ugh. Just the worst. Ugh. But what to do with Ivan's body? It can't lie in the open field for all the world to see. And the Count looks around and sees an old scarecrow of a horse grazing nearby. Like, has that horse been there the whole time? (laughs) He hadn't seen it when he walked into the field, but (laughs) whatever, it doesn't matter. The the Count carries Ivan's body over to the horse, rolls it up in the sacking that's placed by its feet, lifts it onto the horse's back, and fastens it there with rope that had also been conveniently nearby. Huh. Huh. 
Then he beats the horse and shouts, be off, you scarecrow. Aww. And the horse breaks into a feeble gallop. There he goes, away across the fields till he is lost to sight behind a wood. And the count laughs and goes back to his princess. Now in the wood, the old scarecrow of a horse gives himself a shake. Shake, 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 and kicks into the air. And what is he now? None other than Ivan's heroic horse. Ah! I can just imagine just like the horse like sparkling. Uh-huh. Tossing his mane. Also, if I ever get a horse, which will never happen, but if I did, I would definitely nickname it the Scarecrow because I feel like that's a that's like a cool that sounds like a badass name. That's a badass name. Yes, but also like you would have to name the horse Hero. It would have to be Uh, Hero the Scarecrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I know. (laughs) Hero the Scarecrow. That's what I would name my horse, my mm-hmm. future horse. Your future horse is just Hero like the my, Scarecrow. Just like my future golden retriever is Prince. Is Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Things I probably won't ever have, but if I do, I've got the names down. Ready. You've got yeah. them. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so the heroic horse gallops off to carry his dead master back to the dragon. Oh. And when the horse reaches the dragon's palace, the dragon is asleep. So he must, it must have been about three years. The dragon's just gotten back from mm-hmm. his, you know. That's tri- lucky. Lucky. For three days and three nights, the heroic horse stood at the palace gates, neighing and snapping. And for three days and three nights, the dragon sleeps on. But on the fourth morning, the dragon wakes up. Hey, what's all this noise at my gate? The dragon goes to look and he sees the heroic horse. He sees the bundle of sacking on the horse's back and he lifts the bundle down and opens it. Oh, how he weeps. The tears roll down his scaly cheeks in huge silver drops. He loves this kid. This, this is what made me love this dragon. Me too. Like the dragon was good before, but now this dragon is great. Now Mm -hmm. this dragon is invested and not only did he just give Ivan a job, but he loves Ivan that he cries mm-hmm. when like, Ivan died. Ah, oh, it's just so such a beautiful, like wonderful story. Exactly. The exactly wonderful story. That. I just love everything about this. Mm-hmm. Me too. That he like is so sad that he's mm-hmm. dead. And He carries Ivan into the palace and rushes right out again, still crying, but also roaring with rage. He spreads his wings and flies off. Where is he going? He is going to the world's end to fill a bottle with the water from the fountain of life. (gasps) This is the companion story also that I think I'd want of like Uh world's end, water, fountain of life, dragon. Hero horse. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah. And when the dragon came back with the water of life and poured that water over Ivan's face and body, Ivan sat up and stretched himself. Oh, dear. How long have I slept? (laughs) You dumb little bitch. You dumb little shit. Just how the dragon's about to say exactly that, pretty much. (laughs) You would have slept forever if it hadn't been for your good horse, said the dragon. And now, stupid, what do you mean by falling in love with a worthless baggage who stole your heroic shirt and had you murdered? Uh Uh-huh. I like how the dragon cares so much, but the dragon's also very parental and like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking, idiot? I gave you this. God damn it. I had to. 
I had to fly. Ugh. It ruined my I'm, whole three-year plan that I had exactly. going. Totally missed my trip. Like, what are you? What were you thinking, fool? I barely got to enjoy my porridge. The other guy is no good at all. <laughs> Where is the new guy, by the way? That's a that's a question. I, have. I just want to point out that the dragon called the princess a worthless baggage. <laughs> I love it. That's how I'm going to be referring to people I hate from now on. Worthless baggage. You're a worthless baggage. Yep. <laughs> this dragon knows what the fuck is up. I'm just saying. He does. What do you mean by falling in love with a worthless baggage who stole your heroic shirt and had you murdered? I repent me of that love, says Ivan. We must get back the shirt, said the dragon. But for a year, you must stay with me that I may instruct you in magic. That is, if you're willing to learn. For another year. Not three. Just one. Just one. I'll teach you magic. <laughs> Why didn't you offer this before? I think he thought Ivan didn't need it or wouldn't be interested before. Like he's like, he's like, here's here's your shirt and your horse. Go off and do great deeds. But clearly Ivan needs all the extra help he can get. And the dragon loves him. Uh, we, Ivan's always need lots and lots Ivan's of help. always need help. But do they ever think they need help? No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Ivan from the frog was just kind of like, shut up with your directions. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to run straight into these giants. Straight Don't worry about it. it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but this Ivan um, is, is he is the superior Ivan because he has learned his lesson. I have been very stupid, said Ivan meekly, but I will now do all that you tell me. Good. Yeah. Also, fanfic time. What if the old man from the frog is the dragon <gasps> from this story at a different time? Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe that's what he was doing for three years. Okay, I'm going to write this fanfiction. Yes! I have to write that fan fiction. Because what else would a dragon be doing for three years other than pretending to be an old man and helping another Ivan? I don't know. That's, and hanging out with that's giants. That's what he does. And figuring out exactly what the pub owner does, like with his cock. <laughs> don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> no, that's what he does. He 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 spends his three years traveling the world, helping out like wayward peasant lads, Ugh. and and third king's sons. You know, oh, I love figure this. it out. This is perfect. Every year, it's like every year he's helping a different fairy tale. Ivan. It yes. doesn't have to be Ivan all the time, but but it's all it's yeah. But it's always some like wayward fairy tale hero that just really needs someone to just kind of step in and lay it all out for him. Oh, man. I love this idea. Okay. Incredible. Incredible. New headcanon. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That's what it's called. Headcanon. That's what I want. That's what I It's need. a headcanon that needs a fan fiction. Yep. He's studying magic. Yes. He's going to study magic with the dragon awesome. for a year. The dragon took Ivan up into a room at the top of the palace, a room that glowed with changing light and flickered with changing scenes. Now it was a forest of tall trees. Maidens sat under the trees, and up to each maiden came a softly stepping unicorn, who lay down with his head in her lap. And then all at once, Ivan himself changed into a unicorn, stepping on noiseless feet through the forest. But where was his maiden? He couldn't find her. He was still searching when the scene changed, and now it was a sandy wilderness where lions roared, and Ivan himself was a lion and roared with the best of them. 
Then the roaring of the lions turned into the roaring of the waves of the ocean. And what was Ivan now? Why, a stately white-sailed ship carrying hundreds of living souls in safety across the ocean. The imagery is just like so pretty and dreamy. (sighs) Yes, I know. It's incredible. It makes me so happy. Yes, Ivan was being instructed in magic, and though at first he himself seemed to have no hand in directing that magic, there came a day when the power that had seemed outside himself became a part of him. And on that day, the dragon said, change your world and become a giant. And Ivan changed his world into a land of snow-capped mountains and himself into a giant striding from mountain peak to mountain peak. Change your world and become a drop of dew. Ivan changed his world into a garden and himself into a dewdrop sparkling in the heart of a flower. Change your world and become a field mouse. Ivan changed his world into a harvest field and himself into a furry mouse nibbling on an ear of corn. I, just, I love it so much. A crying at the trunk of a fir tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I want all these fairy tales to come together into one big. We're just, it's like the fairy tale cinematic universe that we're. Mm-hmm trying to build right now (gasps) oh my gosh copyright for this movie (laughs) just kidding i just want somebody else to do it i just want to watch it (laughs) i want to be involved i want all the attention i want to star and act and direct (laughs) i want to star and act and direct (laughs) give it all to me i want it okay you can you can have it i'll give it to you (laughs) great let me help you a little bit. Yes. I just want to yeah. hang out on set and be like. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll call you an executive producer and you can just hang out. Yes. Ah, oh, that's what I want. The dream. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so he does all these changes. I love the dragon telling him to change his world and become something else. Yeah, it's so cool. Really cool. I love and I love the contrast, like going from a giant to a drop of dew. You know, like if you're watching this in a movie, that's why I was thinking like, oh, man, like that would just be such a cool scene because it would be such a drastic change, like from world to world to like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like you could just just see it. Yeah, it'd be so cool. Mm -hmm. Yes, said the dragon, you'll do now. Change yourself into a dove and away with you. So Ivan changed himself into a white dove and flew off to the king's city. The king had long ago given up all hope of seeing Ivan again. He had a new favorite now. No other than the wicked count who had married the princess. I know. And strutting about in the heroic shirt performed such mighty deeds of valor that the king had named him heir to the throne. Ugh. Ivan is heir to the throne. Mm. Ugh. The The count. I mean, the fact that he calls himself the count. Yeah, I'm sure that's his name. (laughs) (laughs) So Dove Ivan, fluttering here and there about the city, soon found out where the princess and the count were living in a new palace that the king had built for them. Dove Ivan flew to this palace, alighted on the windowsill, cocked his head sideways, and peered through the window. Inside the room, a young maid of honor sat sewing. Such a charming little maid of honor. Dove Ivan's heart went out to her. So how do you do, lady? How do you do? Cooed Dove Ivan, tapping with his beak on the window pane. And the young maid of honor looked up from her sewing. Oh, what a beautiful bird. 
She opened the window gently and said, come in, my dove, and I will give you some crumbs of cake. Aww. I know. She seems nice. She seems like me every time I see any bird ever. <gasps> come a in. A burb. A bird. <laughs> I love burbs. <laughs> Who's the burbs. cutest burb? <laughs> it's a burb. <laughs> Dove Ivan flies in. The little maid of honor holds out her arms. She's very pretty, very gentle. Dove Ivan feels a great contentment to be nestling in her arms. Aww. But see, there are tears in her eyes. What is she saying? Stay with me, my dove. I am not happy. I have an unkind mistress who slaps and pinches me. Stay with me, my dove, and comfort me in my sorrow. Yes, indeed. Dove Ivan will stay. Mm-hmm. See, just like it's just we knew that this lady was a bitch from the start. Uh huh. And now we have even more proof. Yep. Ivan flutters down from her arms to the floor, turns a somersault, and is no dove now, but a smiling youth. <laughs> oh, the young maid of honor stands staring. If she's not frightened out of her wits, it's only because Ivan is smiling. Is like just like a, a man suddenly standing there smiling at you just because he's smiling. <laughs> is that necessarily cause for comfort? But it depends on how hot he is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Ah, the hidden truth. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't you remember me, little lady? Yes, I remember you. You are the heroic Ivan, he who came so strangely and departed so suddenly. Then help me, little lady, help me. How can I help you? Listen. Then Ivan tells her his story from the beginning, and when he tells how the princess stole the heroic shirt and how the count, wearing the shirt, wrestled with him and killed him, the young maid of honor's eyes flash and she cries out, Oh, they are wicked. They wicked. are wicked. They are. She's right. They're wicked. The wickedest. And she says, I will help you kill them both. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason I love this story is she is just all in at the from like the get-go. He finds the most ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> new <perfect>. friend. <laughs> She's so ride or die. She's just like, oh yeah, I hate those guys too. I will help Let's you kill, kill them, them both. <laughs> that's that's exactly what i wish for the hunter from the donkey lettuce from one of our previous bonus episodes like i just wish he had a ride or die that was like fuck them both we're gonna both let's kill them (laughs) let's kill them like she's kind of crazy a little bit (laughs) maybe maybe if he'd treated the maidservant in that story with a little more respect she would have been his ride or die homie (laughs) to like punish the other two (laughs) that is yeah that's i mean there's so many reasons to love this story but that's one of them for sure it's it's definitely one of the best if she's just like she's so sweet and she's sewing and she likes animals (laughs) and she gives him some cake and then she's all like oh that's a really horrible thing they did to you let's kill them (laughs) (laughs) yes girl i just just love it i just love it she's my queen Uh (laughs) uh-huh Nay, says Ivan, help me to get back my heroic shirt. (laughs) He's actually saying, whoa. Whoa, lady. (laughs) I don't say one. I didn't say I wanted to kill them. I just said I wanted to get my shirt back. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) 
how can I do that when he wears it always, except when he goes town to bathe in the sea? That's the only time it take he takes it off. And at what hour does he go down to bathe in the sea, little lady? At midday. And does your mistress go with him, little lady? Yes, she goes with him, and I walk behind to carry her cloak, lest the sea breeze chill her. <laughs> then tomorrow at midday, I will be waiting for them, my little lady. Ivan smiles, sighs. I would, I might say, my little sweetheart, says he. Oh, I know. <laughs> you crazy, but but I love <laughs> He's like, you are my kind of crazy. I like it. <laughs> you crazy, but I'm into it. <laughs> I'm so into it. <laughs> the young maid of honor smiles, sighs. I think you may say that, says she, and tiptoes to give him a kiss. And then Ivan changes back into a dove and flies out the window. The next morning, the dove was hovering over the path that led from the princess's palace down to the seashore. And look, there they come, the princess and the count walking arm in arm, the young maid of honor walking behind them, carrying the princess's cloak. What now? The dove has disappeared. Ivan is now a blue and white flower growing by the side of the path. Oh, what a beautiful flower! The count stops to admire it. He will pick it and put it in his buttonhole. Yes, so he wants to pick the flower and put it in his buttonhole. (laughs) (laughs) But this doesn't please the princess. There's something about the flower that frightens her. It is not beautiful. It is a poisonous weed, I tell you. And she stamps on the flower, grinds it under her heels, stoops, and begins to tear its petals to pieces. (gasps) That's kind of a good instinct on her part. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. she's, She's a bitch, but she's not an idiot. She had an instinct mm-hmm. that was very strange. Yeah. She's not a foolish woman. She's mm-hmm. just mean and classist. <laughs> uh-huh. So she sucks, but she's not dumb. The flower changes into a little fly. The little fly creeps into the young maid of honor's sleeve and hides there. And so they all go down to the edge of the sea. The princess sits on a rock, the maid of honor wraps the cloak round the princess's shoulders, and the count strips off his garments one by one, stands for a moment in his heroic shirt before stripping that off also, laying it on the rock at the princess's side, and he plunges into the sea. The little fly comes out of his hiding place, he changes himself into a bright falcon, and the bright falcon snatches up the heroic shirt and away with it to the top of the beach. My shirt! My shirt! That bird is carried off my shirt! The count is yelling and plunging about in the water. The little maid of honor runs up the beach. The princess screams and jumps off the rock, but it is too late. Mm-hmm. The bright falcon has changed himself into Ivan, and Ivan is wearing the heroic shirt. Nice. The one who comes a step nearer dies, shouts Ivan, as the heroic strength flows through him. And no, they dare not come near him. Ivan takes the little maid of honor by the arm and walks away. So Ivan, with the little maid of honor, his pretty sweetheart on his arm, walks out of the king's city into the fields. And there, who should be waiting for them but the heroic horse? Ah! I know! Ivan leaps onto the horse's back and lifts his pretty sweetheart up behind him. Where now, says the heroic horse, home to my people, says Ivan. So merrily, merrily, they ride away, and merrily, merrily, they come home to Ivan's people, and merrily, merrily, they hold their wedding and live in happiness. But to tell of all the heroic deeds performed by Ivan after this, ah, that would take a lifetime. The end. Ah, 
so good. I know. Everything about that story is the absolute best. Greatest story ever told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it just needs to be renamed the boss ass dragon or the wonderful horse. <laughs> yes. Either would be great. Either would be fine. The wonderful <laughs> horse would probably be more in keeping with the original spirit of the <laughs> title. But I personally think boss ass dragon is the correct <laughs> title. And I would say that like, oh, well, none of the female characters have names, but Ivan is the only named character. So. Oh, that's true, huh? So I'm fine. Yeah. As, as if, if the only may, if the only named character is the main character, that's mm-hmm. fine. It, it's when everybody has a name except for the woman that I start, you know, getting yeah. pissy about it. Yep. That's annoying. <laughs> so it's perfect. A perfect fairy tale. There you have it. Uh, what did you think of this fairy tale? Did you think it was perfect? Do you have a fix? Enlighten us. Uh, tweet at us at fairytalefixpod or email us at info at fairytalefixpod.com. I mean. Yeah. Do you have a story you think is better somehow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change our <laughs> minds. Send it to us. <laughs> but that one really like it, it, it checks all the boxes for me on what I enjoy mm-hmm. in a story. Same. I have a tattoo inspired very much in part by this story that I think Kelsey's <laughs> going to post to the Instagram after this episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, I need a picture of your tattoo. <laughs> and I just, I love it. And it's, and it's a dragon with their legs crossed in front of them, like kind of lying on top of some treasure. And mm-hmm. it, the entire attitude of the dragon just really screams, would you like a job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. That was so good. Thank you so much for reading that. Oh, you're story. welcome. I <laughs> love reading that story. And I know that you love hearing it. So mm-hmm. I did. I loved hearing it. Yep. It's been a while. You know, there's always like details I forget about that. Mm-hmm. I just really love. I actually forgot a good chunks of the very beginning. Like I forgot that the field marshal borrowed a hundred rubles from him. And I forgot Same, like- that the dragon teaches Ivan magic. I totally yeah. forgot that part of the story somehow. <laughs> Same, like I remembered more from the beginning than the end. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot that he turned into a dove and that's how he met his new sweetheart. Like I knew he had a sweetheart, but I just, I love that. I love that so much that she's like, let's kill them both. Let's <laughs> kill them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember like messaging you and being like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember that too. I'm just, because it's just such a <laughs> surprise. Especially since, like, Ivan doesn't particularly want to kill them. Like, he will if he has to, but he doesn't want to kill them. (laughs) You're like, he's like, whoa, whoa, okay. Like, I like your, I like, I like where you're going, but. Good energy, good energy, but let's. (laughs) Let's rein in and Mm -hmm. just get my shirt and then we can just. Let's just get my shirt back. And I love that he finds his ride or die. And I love that he is not there for revenge. Because, you know, also Ivan has had a lot of like vengeful moments. The mm-hmm. dragon's obviously going to eat them next. So they are so <laughs> appearing in that pot next because the dragon yeah. loves Ivan. Uh huh. Yeah. Like he has taken Ivan under his wing. Ivan, Ivan is his like special project now. Oh, it's so cute. I love it so much. I love everything about that story. And I could talk about it forever. Tell me your story. I'm ready. I'm settled in. I've got my water. Okay. I'm ready for a story. You know, I'm actually excited because this is from a new book. 
It is Botanical Folktales of Britain and Ireland by Lisa Schneido. The book is absolutely beautiful. You can check it out in our show notes and I'll, you know, post a picture of it um, on our Instagram and everything. But so far, these stories are really fun. They're really cool. And they're pretty like, uh, so they're like common folktales that you find in Britain and Ireland. And I love this book because it has it has intro where this is why this is interesting. And here's a common theme that you'll see in this folktale and what it means, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really fun. And it's all about, uh, you know, plants and stuff. So I know one of our listeners, Maria, is really going to love it. I'm sure mm-hmm. she has this book already. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all yeah. if Maria already had this book. In fact, I think she mentioned it and I probably was like, oh, I want to oh. see that book. And then yeah. I looked it up and then bought it. So I'm sure. <laughs> I think that's that might be it. That might be it. Yeah. Very inspired by her. But it's a great book. And this story is called The Goblin Coom. So Coom. A coom. Is, What's a coom? Yeah, it's spelled like comb, but with an E, and it means a short valley or hollow on a hillside or coastline. Okay. So, and this is very exciting for you, Abby, because you get to make, I'm going to give you three predictions. It's a short really? story, but I'm going to give, give you three, three. Yeah. I'm going to give you three predictions anyway. And these are okay. like bonus because I knew the last story. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have no uh, idea where we're out in points, but. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> we'll look it up someday. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out someday. <laughs> we started this, but we're also like. Bad at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't keep score in friendships, guys. Right. It's because we're above it. <laughs> that's That's it. I like to think I'm ahead. I might be sorely mistaken and. Might be regretting this decision to let you make predictions, but I'm going to. <laughs> uh, hmm, okay, so it's called The Goblin Coom, mm-hmm. and it's from a book of botanical folktales. Mm-hmm. Of Britain and Ireland. Okay, there is going to be a herb of some significance in the story. An herb? Yeah. You want to you want to go with an herb? I'm going to go with an <laughs> Um <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a hint with my eyeballs but it's hard over. Why are you, like I, with an herb? Okay, a flower? There is a flower. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was very trying to in- go fancy. Very interesting. Very interesting. Go okay, on. There is a flower that, and I want to. I don't. I don't want to like just take the take the hint completely. So I want to. <laughs> I want to say that there is a flower that can heal someone. Okay. On the goblin coom, or okay. in it, or wherever. Around it. <laughs> Around it. It's in the story. It. <laughs> <laughs> the goblins have happened upon an injured traveler in this story, but they weren't the cause of the injury. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And then my final prediction, the main character is a peasant man. I'll take all of them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me the story now. (laughs) 
I really love that it starts off with this preface that primroses are the first flowers of the true springtime, widely gathered across the islands as Easter gifts. Mm. A bunch of fewer than 13 primroses is considered to be unlucky. Interesting. Yeah, primroses feature in a number of folktales, sometimes offering protection from fairies and sometimes causing fairies to be summoned. Cowslips, forget-me-nots, and stitchwort can also have similar effect. The goblin comb is in North Somerset. Okay. I love it. I am so excited. So this was actually written in Easter time, and it's definitely well after Easter, but I like that it was kind of a springtime tale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very springy. Yeah, there's still like lots of flowers blooming, and it's really beautiful outside. This episode comes out in May, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like late May, so... Yeah, perfect. Still spring. I thought it was in good timing. So, yeah. It was a sunny spring morning at Easter time, and a group of children went out to pick primroses. One little three year old girl wandered off into the wood, distracted by the flowers, as fairy tale children often are. <laughs> she followed True. her nose right down to the goblin coom. Being so little, she didn't know any better, and she didn't know of the place's reputation. Mm-hmm. Which I love that this place has a reputation. It's got one. It's and a goblin always, coom. I want, no, I need more backstory. <laughs> as <laughs> always, how could you have a story called the goblin coom and not tell us how it got its reputation? Please and thanks. <laughs> I and need more backstory. <laughs> so when she looked up and realized that nothing around her was familiar and that she was lost, she burst into tears. Aww, the tears sweet. ran down her little face. She put her big bunch of primroses on, down on a rock, and she sat down on the ground with her back against the rock and sobbed and sobbed, scared Aww. of being all alone, filling the air with her three-year-old's inconsolable grief. Oh, Which is the saddest thing That's ever. That's so sad. <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah, and she didn't know about the goblin coom. She didn't know that the rock she was leaning against was an entrance to the fairy realm yes. and that the primroses just happened to be the way in. Oh, ah, I love it. <laughs> the rock opened up and there were all the little people rushing out and comforting her. They could see that she was innocent and hadn't meant to disturb them, so they gave her a ball made of pure gold to play with and they sang and danced so that she quite forgot herself Aww. and started to smile and then to chuckle and then to laugh and then to dance with them. Oh, I know. It's so cute. Oh, this is a happy fairy story. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> so the hours flew by and full of curiosity and merriment. And in time, though, not even the most determined three-year-old can stay awake, which is, like, hilarious. I love that. Like, mm-hmm. not even the most determined three-year-old can stay awake because that I mean, is so true. That's so true because <laughs> they try so hard. Mm-hmm. So the fairies put the bunch of primroses back in her little sleeping fist and transported her home. Her parents found her sleeping soundly in the bed late that afternoon with the primroses and the golden ball beside her on the pillow. Oh, they let her keep the golden ball. It's so cute. So when the little one woke up and told her parents of the story, it became the wonder of the village and everyone talked about it for weeks. 
Well, there was a ne'er-do-well in the village. No! The kind of man who told everyone how much he knew it all. And he fancied getting a hold of a golden ball or two. <laughs> and the more everyone else told him it was a bad idea uh-huh. and how dangerous the goblin coom can be, the more he was determined to do it. <laughs> Oh, we all know someone like that. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You're gonna get your you're gonna get your just desserts. You know, they they recognize a three year old isn't trying to harm them, mm-hmm. but yeah. Come don't, on. Don't don't fuck with the Fae. Don't fuck with the Fae. Yeah. I feel like we, we should I know feel that. Like every Irish person <laughs> knew that. Why don't you, sir? <laughs> well, he picked a bunch of primroses and he went down to the goblin coom. Although his way was blocked at times by fallen branches and holes in the ground and a dark, forbidding sound coming from behind the banks. Ooh, I love that of that like the way is the way is kind of open and welcoming for people who mm-hmm. the fairies like, but when they're trying to forestall you, it, the the landscape just <laughs> changes to be just spookier. Right. I know I like I'm it. imagining it totally different than when the little girl was not even noticing, just yeah. picking Picking her primroses. Yeah, I love it. Okay, keep going. So, he was glad enough to get to the rock after all he had seen and heard on the way down, and he still had his primroses, and he set them down on the rock. Well, it wasn't the right day. He wasn't the right one, and he didn't pick the right number of primroses. As soon as the flowers touched the rock, it opened up, and a black-clad arm reached out, picked him up by the scruff of his neck, and dragged him inside. The rock closed with a crack. Yes. He was never seen again. Yes. At the end. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. That is a great story. I love it. (laughs) I know. That's what I thought. No fixes. I think that's perfect. (laughs) It's perfect perfect exactly as it is. That is Mm -hmm. flawless. Another flawless story. (laughs) He was there for greedy reasons, and the Fae know. I love the ending of, it wasn't the right time, he wasn't the right one, and he didn't pick the right number of flowers. <laughs> yeah. So he got he got the goblins instead mm-hmm. of, like, the fairies. Yes. I love, I love that everyone was like, don't do it, dude. Like, don't do it. No. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I got, I mean, if I'm a three-year-old didn't do it. <laughs> I want a golden yeah. ball. I want I want pretty fairies to come out and play with me all day. <laughs> Give me a golden ball. <laughs> yeah, I want that too. But yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I thought, you know, originally I thought he was going to try to take the golden ball from that kid. <laughs> that would have been yeah, that... safer. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lot safer. Jeez. He was uh, greedy. He wanted more. I'm glad he got what was coming to him. <laughs> So yeah, I picked a super, super short one, but it was so good. And this book is filled. Oh, that is such a pretty book. Yeah, it's a gorgeous book and it's filled with so many awesome folk tales. But yeah, this book is amazing. So definitely check it out if you get the chance. And Maria, I hope you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plant girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> our plant fairy. <laughs> yeah, our little plant fae. <laughs> Don't fuck with the fae. Stop doing it. It doesn't work out well. It's called the Goblin Coom. Like, that's Leave it alone. <laughs> like, they'll give a three-year-old who wandered in by accident to pass, but, like, not you. I love the idea, too, that it's called the Goblin Coom, even though it's, like, fairy, like fairies and goblins obviously live there. 
Just a or, black arm reaching out and grabbing him and dragging him underneath. Like, well, because it is like a fairy court or like a fairy community or like the land of the fairies. Yeah. At that entrance, you know? So, it's like, like the elf there's all kinds group. of fae in there. Yeah. It's like the elf mound, except they weren't uh, busy throwing a party. They weren't, they were, it was, an, it was a normal day. It was an average day. They weren't like waiting for the king of the fae of Norway to show up. <laughs> Exactly. So, do I get a point for my second prediction? They stumble upon a weary traveler, but they didn't cause the injury. You know what? I am going to give you that. She wasn't that? injured, but oh, she, she definitely she would have been if they hadn't intervened. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're very so generous. Kind. You were very. You were on the right path for sure. Mm-hmm. And they weren't the cause of it too. So right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> very magnanimous of you. All right. Well, I think we've gone a little long. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so as ever, thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix. If you enjoyed the show, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple or Stitcher. If you want to support us, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash for about what you'd pay for a latte a month. And it really, really helps us out. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod. And please... Email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. Thank you. And neither of our stories needed fixes because they were perfect as is. Mm -hmm. And everyone lived happily happily ever ever after. after. (laughs) The The end. end.